Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Did you hear about the new Siberian strain? It's true. It is not a movie plot, but a real team of scientists who trekked up into northern Siberia to do some research and investigation into the world that existed eons ago. They did this by digging up chunks of Siberian permafrost. Now, permafrost is a permanently frozen layer of soil that can be found in the frigid regions north of the planet. Scientists tend to dig up this layer of soil, then they thaw it out and investigate what organisms might be found in the soil, organisms that may have been frozen for thousands of years. Well, a recent research paper describes the findings of this particular group of scientists that I've mentioned. They dug up a 32,000-year-old patch of permafrost soil to investigate. Apparently, to their amazement, a new virus, one never seen before, emerged from this frozen patch of Siberian soil. Trouble is, this virus revived itself after it was thawed out. And what's worse, it began to infect other things. Now, fortunately, those other things were not people. The newly awakened viruses apparently attacked and destroyed any amoeba that it found around. Fortunately for mankind, the newly awakened Siberian virus preferred amoeba to humans. Sounds like a movie plot, doesn't it? More in a moment. From the dust of the earth, God created man, his breath made man a living soul. And God so loved the world, he gave his only son, and that is why I love him so. likeness, created in his image, for I was born to serve the Lord, and I can't deny him, I'll always walk beside him, for I was born to serve the Lord. My hands were word. My feet were made to walk in his footsteps. My body is the temple of the Lord. I was made in his 
his likeness, created in his image. For I was born to serve the Lord, and I can't deny him, I'll always walk beside him. For I was born to serve the Lord. What I also found interesting in this discovery report was the discussion about the makeup of this strange new virus. The scientists are not sure how to explain how these viruses, 32,000 years old, do not show up a more simple structure than viruses of the press. And in other words, as I understand the attempt at sidestepping in this report, these very ancient creatures should be much more simple in their organic makeup than any modern variety of viruses that we have today, representing evidence that evolution of the species had taken place over these thousands of years in between. The report also suggests that the scientists expected that this new discovery would provide a bridge between the just-discovered virus and all the modern viruses. But the report admits that they do not. There were actually some proteins in the newly discovered virus, the ancient one, that no one had ever seen before. Some scientists are suggesting that this might even be a new form of life. As I read this, I was again reminded of the quote from the Book of Romans, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The evidence is all around us that evolution is not the answer. Try though they might, the unbelieving so-called scientists just cannot make that bridge, prove once and for all that evolution is the answer. Rather, we keep discovering new and wonderful things that show the hand of an original creator. And I hope you agree. You said you'd come And share all my sorrows You said you'd be there For all my tomorrows I came so close To sending you away But just like you you came here to stay I just had to pray Your goodness so great I can't understand And dear Lord, I know that All this was
I give you my heart and my soul. I know that without you, I'd never be whole. Savior, you've opened all the right doors, and I thank you and I praise you. From earth's humble shores, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus said, come to the water, stand by my side, I know. with his message for today, here is Senior Pastor Emeritus, Alan Lee. Greetings. The home going of two of the charter members of the incredible body of Christ here at Galvary Bible Church, who were taken home to glory on the same day a few weeks ago, has truly impacted us. These saints were much beloved and cherished by all of us. Combined, they served the Lord faithfully among the incredible body of Christ here for over 50 years. It was both a sad and glorious time for us. Sad because we will miss their physical presence, but glorious because our faith, based on what Jude says was once and for all delivered to us, assures us that because of their faith alone, in Christ alone as personal Savior, both are actively enjoying the presence of their Lord as they await their final transformation into a body just like that of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and to receive their reward before the judgment seat of Christ. That is why, in the words of the Apostle Paul, although we sorrow for sure, we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. Our sorrow is absorbed. In fact, it is transformed into rejoicing because of that blessed hope that we have. Because of that hope, I say, we can shout with triumph and victory the words of Psalm 116.15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Please listen carefully and reverently then, 
as I read the word of God for you as recorded for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, specifically verses 1 through 10, which gives us some insights into the believer's attitude towards death. I am reading from the New Living Translation, quote, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us, but rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee he has given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So then, whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. End of quote. Wow, my friends, what an amazing, informative, assuring passage of Scripture this is. The Apostle Paul, who is carried along by the Holy Spirit, records these divinely revealed thoughts from the mind of God to our minds via the Holy Scriptures. They are words of comfort to be sure, but they are also words that reveal the mind and thought of a true believer as he or she faces death, or for the believer who is asleep in Jesus. Paul says that the believer has three options when it comes to living or dying. The first is given in verse 1, verses 1 through 5 of the passage. Notice what he says. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us, but rather we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, and as a guarantee he has given us his Holy Spirit. End of quote. This is Paul's first option or desire then concerning death. He wants to be alive when Christ returns. He wants to be raptured and be transformed into his new and glorious body immediately. He prefers not to have to wait for this transformation via the way of death. As one of my early mentors used to say to me, Paul wanted to see the upper taker, not the undertaker. Or, as John Piper says, and I quote him now, Paul does not want to be unclothed in the sense of being stripped of his body. He wants his body to be swallowed up into the new spiritual 
immortal body at the last trumpet. In other words, he wanted to be raptured, not buried. Paul describes this glorious event in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 58. I'm reading from the New Living Translations once again. I quote, What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. End of quote. That, my friends, is Paul's, or was Paul's, and should be our greatest desire as well, to be alive at the rapture. That was Paul's top choice, and it should be ours as well. We should be looking forward not to dying, but to being raptured and to be transformed and be given a new and glorious body, just like that of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's Paul's first choice, and it's a blessed hope that we should all have as well. But Paul also has a second option in this passage, and that is to die and be without a transformed body, but to be with Christ nonetheless. He does not know when the rapture will take place. And so he says in verse 8, and I quote, We are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we live in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. And so Paul's second choice then is to die and to be with the Lord while he awaits the rapture and the transformation of his body. In context, what he is saying is that if he cannot experience the rapture, then rather than continuing to bear the burdens, struggles, and pain he was experiencing on earth, he would prefer to die and to be with Christ in spirit as he awaits being reunited with his new, gloriously transformed body. And so he's actually saying, if I had to make a choice, it would be better there than here as I, I awake my new body. That's why he could say in Philippians 1.21, For to me, living means living for Christ. But dying is even better. That's the New Living Translation. The King James Version says, For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And so he adds in verse 23, 
I am torn between two desires. I long to go to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. That was his longing compared with staying on earth, if we'll see in a moment. That's his personal desire, to be with Christ while he awaits his new body. He's saying, that's much better for me than being here on earth with all of its struggles. Or again, to quote John Piper, he says, if Christ does not come for me, I want to go to him. That was Paul's second option or desire. But he has a third option as well that is given in this passage, and it comes from the second. And that is to remain where he is on earth, as he is, but for the benefit of ministering to members of the incredible body of Christ. This is what he says in 2 Corinthians 5 now. Listen, verse 6, quote, So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. And he adds in Philippians 1.24, But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live, meaning to continue to live here on earth in his present body. In other words, we could say, as we also said concerning our beloved brother George Pinder and our beloved sister Eleanor Lowe, they had a will to stay alive, but they also had a hope to go. I say again, they had a will to stay alive in order to minister to the body of Christ and to serve Christ here faithfully. But they also had a hope to go to be with Christ. So Paul says in verses 9 and 10, and I quote, So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. Why? Verse 10 gives the answer. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. In other words, we like to say many times, it's only what's done for Christ that will last. I prefer to say, it's only what's done by Christ in and through us that will last and that will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That is right now the situation concerning our brother George and our sister Eleanor. They are awaiting a new body that stands before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the rewards. Noted, my friends, the supreme desire of the believer should not to die and to be with Christ. That's okay, mind. That's an option. Paul is saying that should not be the first option. The first one should be our desire to be alive in the rapture and be transferred immediately into our new bodies, to be transformed immediately into our new glorious body that fits us to live in and enjoy the glories of a new Jerusalem on a new earth. We do have the blessed assurance that our loved ones who die in the Lord is in fact with him, awaiting that time just like we are. But like us, they are waiting for the rapture and the transformation of our bodies, although they have gone before us. However, their labor and their ministry for Christ is completed. All they could have done for Christ has already been done. They now await their rewards. However, 
ours is still going here on earth. We are still in our bodies. But we both await the same time of waiting for our rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. What we do on earth now must please Him. So that as we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, then we will also please Him. That is why, while we await with eagerness and hope, we must be pleasing the Lord here on earth so that we could please Him as we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And so, my friends, I close with this question and challenge to you as a result of this passage. Are you rapture ready? As always, this is Senior Pastor Emeritus Alan Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. There forevermore to stay. The great command is promised, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. Happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every morning for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground and our toiling will be in a moment Jesus Christ could come again